0: welcome to Houseplant Homebody. I'm your host, Holly, and I'm here to tell you all about my favorite thing, plants. Are you ready? Did you know there's even more than just this podcast? Go check out my website, houseplant-homebody.com for even more and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, or Pinterest at LLC. And as I'm sure you already know, each podcast episode has a corresponding blog post on my website. So make sure you check that out. And do not forget to rate, review this podcast and make sure you're commenting, liking, sharing and subscribing. So more plant people just like you can find my podcast and social media. You can even help support your favorite podcast, blog, and social media by joining me on my Become a Supporter website page to get exclusive podcast episodes, access to a supporter only Facebook group, early access to podcasts, and exclusive content. And if you really just can't get enough, I send out a bi monthly newsletter on the first of every other month, also with exclusive content and some updates on what's happened the previous couple months. All right, let's get into it. guys so today we are talking about low light house plants this has been a topic that a lot of people have asked me about or it's just a constant well will that do okay in this spot in my own head when I'm bringing it into my own home as you know I have lots of plants it's upwards around 250 maybe over that it actually it was over at one point a couple of died gained a couple more you know how it is so I'm running out of window space and I'm running out of grow light space. So low light plants are always very needed in my life and I know they are in yours as well. So I just wanted to do like my top five low light houseplants. This does not include all low light plants, and maybe I'll do another podcast at some point in the future to go into a little bit more detail with even more. But these are just my go-tos when someone asks me about low light plants. So I also want to make it very clear that each plant I'm listing may have slight variations or plants with a variegation or something that might not thrive as well in a low light situation. So just keep that in mind when you are choosing your house plant for a low light situation. Also keep in mind that even though your plant, you might have a snake plant, for example, that has no variegation whatsoever, just plain green, but the variegated one needs a little bit more light. And then the plain green one might grow really slow compared to the one you have in bright indirect light. So there's going to be consequences to low light no matter what. There are no plants that want to be in a low light situation, very, very low light. They usually want to be in a little bit of light, but it's the plants that usually in nature are understory plants that do the best in these kind of low light situations. As a forewarning, this podcast is going to be a little bit shorter simply because I'm not doing plant bios on all of these, but I wanted to point out that I have done a podcast episode on every single one I will be talking about. So you can definitely go into whatever listening platform you're using right now and go back to them. I'll reference what number episode it is just in case you really do want to listen to more detail. Or if you have other questions, specifically if you think it'll work in an area, you can always send me a picture of your area and ask, you know, will this plant do okay in this lighting? And I will probably ask questions and let you know, at least my opinion. So I just wanted to throw that out there before we started. It's probably going to be maybe about 15 minutes, but let's get into it. My first one and the one that I would always choose over any house plant for a low light situation is a snake plant. So the very first podcast episode was about snake plants. So if you want to listen to more about that, you can go there. And there is a blog as well for snake plants. So check that out. But this is just the staple low light house plant. I would say if you're keeping it in low light, they grow super slow. I've noticed when I put my snake plants in a little bit more light, even medium or with a grow light, they grow significantly faster. But if you're just trying to fill a corner with a plant and you don't necessarily need it to be growing a ton keeping it in a low light situation it does amazing. I also had a yellow variegated snake plant in my office at Kohl's when I worked there and then now at Molson I have the same plant. It's been there for in the office environment for over two years. There's no window or anything and it's growing and it's doing really well. It grows really slow but I don't really care because it's a good size. So just wanted to throw that out there. That snake plant is probably your best option if you want low light situation Plus, it's low maintenance, so that's super helpful. The nice thing about all the plants I'm going to list, I probably should throw those out there, is you should be avoiding direct sunlight at all possible with any of these plants I'm listing simply because they will all get burned or scorched or something if they're in too much light. So, this low light situation for them is perfect and these are my go-to. My second one is ZZ Plant, which also to me is a staple of the low light house plants. The snake plant and ZZ are probably my top two, so that's why I'm listing them as one and two. So, I've had a ZZ plant in the corner nowhere near a window before, and it's done just fine. Didn't really grow all that much. Maybe took like a full year to get a new stem of some sort. I have recently placed it in an area with a grow light, and it's grown a lot faster and a lot bigger, but... If you don't need that and you just want it to fill a corner or you just want to brighten up a corner with a plant, then this guy will do just fine there too. I would say avoid putting a variegated ZZ in a low light situation. You want to put that in at least medium light. That way you can get the actual variegation to stay on the foliage and be the brightest it could possibly be. But if you're just getting a normal green ZZ, then that should be totally fine in a low light situation. The Raven ZZ might even be best to put it in at least medium because it might fade to more of a green if it's not in a little bit more light, but most commonly people are buying the just plain green ZZ. There are other varieties, I guess cultivars, of that green ZZ out there. There are smaller growing ones. There are ones that have more circular leaves, not circular leaves, um, curled leaves, I guess, the word would be. If you want more info on ZZ, it was podcast episode 17 and there is a blog for that as well. So if you want to listen to more about them specifically, there's that, but that would be my go-to number two low lighthouse plant. My number three go-to low light houseplant is definitely a peace lily. They may not be the lowest maintenance plant since they need a bit more moisture than your normal houseplant, but they can definitely tolerate a low light, a very low light and do very, very well. So I have one of these currently at my office at work but I had it in a room that had a south window but it was nowhere near it and that window always had plants in front of it so it was never really getting much light at all it was getting light from my own lights but that's not really the light the sunlight it needs and it was doing great the only downfall to peace lilies is that they dry out really fast so it was just a matter of watering exactly when I needed to otherwise they just look sad so it's more of the water you have to worry about than it is the actual Lighting situation, mine was still growing and mine bloomed. It only bloomed once, but it did bloom. There are variegated varieties of peace lily. For example, domino is a really popular one. I have that and I have that one in front of a grow light simply because it does have variegation and I want to make sure the variegation stays as bright and brilliant as possible. Now, if I moved that domino into a lower light situation, the plant would be fine. It's just the variegation that might change. It might look a little funky. Also, if you put a peace lily in a low light situation, the stems might be a little bit leggy. This can also happen with the ZZ and the other plants I will list too. Leggy meaning for the peace lily in general, the stem part of the plant, not necessarily where the leaf is, would be a lot longer, more like it's kind of reaching for more light. For the ZZ, the best way to explain this is the portion between the leaves on the stem is a lot bigger. So the space that a leaf is attached to the stem until the next spot, a leaf is attached to the stem. That same stem is going to be a little bit wider than if it was in a higher light situation, but still peace lily, I would definitely consider as the third best option. I've been dying to get a really big peace lily for a really good price. Usually at Stein's around me in the Milwaukee area, Um, I know steins are throughout Wisconsin I think. They usually have peace lilies in their 10 inch and when those go on sale man good deals. As a side note there's usually a good deal on Diffenbachia if you ever want a Diffenbachia out of there too. Diffenbachia aren't necessarily in my opinion super low light plants. Not my usual go-to but they do okay. Okay So, number three was Peace Lily. That is episode 46 if you want more information. There is a blog post on that as well. All right, number four is Philodendron. I definitely want to put an asterisk next to Philodendron because it is very dependent on the variety that you have, whether or not it can do well in low light. I think there are tons of Philodendron that will tolerate and will grow in low light. Whether or not they will look great in low light is a whole different ballgame. So, for example, Peter and I are growing philodendron for our wedding. A lot of them, also asparagus fern. But all of our philodendron, for the most part, most of them are under grow lights or are in bright lights. We have some in a bathroom that has a north window, but it's not next to the window and our room our bedroom has a north window and there is one in that window and there is a north window in the living room we have two of them as well and they're doing good they're still growing the difference between the grow light and those is the varieties under the grow light are growing a bit faster and they're not as leggy the ones under the grow light are all the brazil and the lemon lime variety All of just the plain green ones aren't under the grow light so we just wanted to make sure those brazil and lemon lime were as bright as possible and in my experience the plain green ones grow a heck of a lot faster no matter what environment they're in than the brazil and the lemon lime so we well at least peter doesn't know but i knew that if i put them outside of the grow lights they would grow fine but i need these other ones to grow faster so that's why i put them there so for example I have, I have Mikan's, I have three Mikan's that are not under a grow light and they are not really in any, I would say they might be in low light to medium, not even, not even really medium, but they're just leggy, but they're doing great there. I have Brazil mostly under the grow light, what's doing well, but I have had them in low light and it does just fine. It just doesn't grow as fast. I've also had the lemon lime mostly under the grow light, but I think it would do fine. I'm not sure if the lemon part of that would fade at all, but I'm guessing if it's like most houseplants, it wouldn't be as vibrant. And then if you go into the larger leaf philodendron like your Thai sunrise, black cardinal, prince of orange, Birkin, all of those, I typically put in at least medium light because I just don't want to be mean to them. (laughs) I don't want to put them in a situation where they're struggling when I know they would probably do best in at least a medium light. So I would say I have a Birkin just off of a south window. I have, um, I think it's Rojo Congo or like there's a red variety I have and the variety off the top of my head I do not remember. That is just off of an east window, a little bit below the window. So that's definitely getting the low to medium light and it's doing just fine. It just grows slower. So, I would say as a precaution, any philodendron that is variegated or that is a very light color like that lemon lime or the Thai sunrise, uh, if you have pink princess, white knight, white wizard, all of those that are variegated, I would just avoid the low light situation. Now, if you have ones like micans or even brazil or just the plain green varieties or a darker cultivar-like black cardinal or something like that, those would do better in low light. So, philodendron to me are so low maintenance and putting them in low light is not going to kill them. They're going to do fine. They just might not grow as fast and they might be a little leggy. So, there you go. (laughs) I had two episodes on philodendron. The most recent one was episode 40 which has a ton of information on the plant varieties, and I went into a lot of detail there. The original Philodendron was episode 14. There were just a couple small variety discrepancies when I was going talking about it in 14 that I had talked about in 48 as well. So, I would listen to 40 if I were you, but both of them have really good philodendron information if you want it. And there is a blog. I put it as the episode 40 blog post, but it does include all of the information from episode 14 and 40. Okay, so the last low light plant I'm going to talk about is pothos because I also feel like this is a go-to for everyone. But it's not that high on my list for very similar reasons as the philodendron. I've experimented with pothos because it was one of my very first houseplants I've ever had and I noticed that as soon as I moved my golden pothos into a very low light situation, the golden part just like disappeared. As soon as I put it back into a brighter light, all of a sudden it was back. So, I would say you have to have a jade pothos, plain green, if you want a plant in low light, a pothos in low light, I should say. But they do great. So I know my sister has some pothos growing on her wall in these little fun hanging containers. And she has, I cut, I had some golden pothos cuttings, but she doesn't really care if the golden is gone after a little bit. She just wants plants hanging on the wall. So the other cuttings she had were jade. And they're actually doing really well. It's just a matter of keeping them watered than it is actually worrying about the sunlight for them. They're not really stretching towards light or anything. They're doing really good. The windows in the area that she has them hung are not anywhere opposite of the plant, so it's never going to get bright light ever. So it's a more of a low light situation. And they're doing really, really good. Since they're in containers that don't drain, it's hard to gauge when they need water, so usually we let them droop before they do, and then that's the problem where they become a little problematic, I guess. So, pothos for sure are great low-light houseplants. Again, they're going to be leggier if they're in low-light houseplants, meaning more space on the stem between the leaves. You can cut them back and try to have them grow a little bit thicker, but over time, They are going to be a little bit leggier. If you don't mind that and you just want to fill in a spot or you want a plant to like drape over an area or anything like that, the pothos are amazing. If you can't find a jade pothos and you're really not concerned with the variety, grab a golden pothos. The variegation will be lost, not completely, but it will be diminished over time and very minimal. But if that's not something you care about, then you don't have to worry about it. If you care about the golden and you're hearing this and you're like, oh my God, my Pothos, my golden Pothos is in low light. I need to do something. At least put them in medium light. If you could get a grow light on them or in a bright indirect window off of a south window, west, east, something, that's best. I actually put mine in a south window. It's actually doing really freaking good. Not burning at all, which is surprising, but that south window gets blocked by a house like probably by two o'clock in the summertime. So it doesn't get full crazy blazing sunlight all day. But um, overall, pothos can grow very well and do well in low light situations. So those are the five houseplants that I would suggest as my top five low light houseplants. All right. And then I do have Instagram Q&A as well. So As I always say, I ask followers if they have any specific plant questions that I need to address. Usually, I'm doing this in my stories. If for some reason you're missing this and you really want to make sure you grab that section when I'm actually asking the question, you can turn on notifications on Instagram and Facebook about Houseplant Homebody. I think on Instagram, there's like a little bell icon. Um... When you click on Houseplant Homebody, you could choose what notifications you want to get, whether I might make a post, a reel, stories, anything like that. So if you want to get notifications when I do post, make sure you do that. If you know the episode that's coming up, because usually I say it at the end of the podcast episode or I mention it a few times, you can always just send me a question through chat. I usually screenshot them, save them, and then write them down for when I'm actually doing the blog post and the podcast episode. So... I got two questions this time. The first one is what is the best option for low light? So keyword best option. I would say the best option is the snake plant and I that's why it was number one on my list as I was talking about it. I think it's just the most reliable. It's it can tolerate almost any low light situation and they're extremely low maintenance. So I've had that snake plant at work. I've had them at home. I always put them in low light situations at home. They've never been in a grow light. They've never really been in medium light or in bright indirect light or anything, no matter what variety is. And they do amazing. So I would say that's my go-to for the best low light house plant and low maintenance is an added bonus. If you wanna learn more about low maintenance plants though, episode 27 is all about that. Some of these plants, I think all of these plants I listed, there's the little maintenance house plants though. So you get like a double whammy. It's pretty easy and they can tolerate low light. Hello, awesome. Okay, and the second and last question was, are there some low light humidity loving plants for bathrooms? So I would say everything on my list would benefit from being an extra humidity, except for snake plant. I consider snake plant more of a drought tolerant cactus succulent like plant so adding humidity putting near a humidifier keeping in a greenhouse situation isn't really necessary for it at all the rest of the plants i listed it really isn't required for any of them to have any added humidity none of them are near either of my humidifiers and none of them are growing in any of my greenhouses so it's not necessary but These plants can benefit from it in general. So I would say the peace lily might benefit the most from being in a human environment, but the philodendron, pothos, and ZZ will all do fine too. I would say peace lily be my first option, philodendron second, pothos third, ZZ fourth. For all those other four plants besides snake plant, that would benefit from it. As a side note, another plant that would actually do very well, but the reason I'm not listing it is because it's just so varied based on variety, would be ferns. Ferns would do really well in higher humidity and they can tolerate low light. Now, it really depends on obviously what fern you choose, but most of them will do very, very well. There are the stipulations like maidenhair fern like to be in bright indirect light if possible, but there are other ferns like Boston fern, tiger fern, rabbit's foot fern even that would do very well asparagus fern hello the one that i absolutely love would all do well in low light and high humidity so that's my two cents on that and that's it guys that's what i got for low light houseplants thanks for listening to episode 47 of houseplant homebody all about the low light houseplants Don't forget to check out the blog post that corresponds with this episode if you go to houseplant-homebody.com and go to the blog page, you'll find it there. Also, don't forget to find me at Houseplant Homebody LLC on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest make sure you're rating, reviewing, and sharing this podcast, along with liking, saving, and commenting on social media. Odds are, if you like this podcast, someone else will too. I love to hear what you've learned from this episode or really anything that I'm doing and your plan experiences, so please share them with me because I love it. Also, you can help support your favorite podcast by joining me on my Become a Supporter website page to get exclusive podcast episodes, access to a supporter-only Facebook group, early access to podcasts, and exclusive content. Your support means the world to me, and I'm super excited to keep bringing you plant bios and information. Also, don't forget to check back every other Tuesday for the brand new episode and blog post. From one houseplant homebody to another, see you next time. Hello, me again. So I wanna first thank all of the Patreon supporters that moved from Patreon over to the supporter side of my website. I really, really appreciate it. I even had some people jump up in their supporter level, which is amazing. I love that. Thank you so much. You guys have no idea how much it means to me that you love Houseplant Homebody. You love me. You love learning about plants so much that you're willing to help me financially with this business and get it going. So thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I know I've talked about a new logo. I've talked about products and all this stuff before. Um, The new logo not coming out is simply because of me being lazy and trying to figure it out. I am also currently working with a graphic designer I finally trust. (laughs) Um, I'm really excited to see what she comes up with and what designs that um, she can work into it, hoping that I'll I'll be able to use those for products in the near future and in the future in general and keep working with her as time goes on and keep developing things for products for Houseplant Homebody. So I'm very excited about it. I actually have used Fiverr before. I don't know if anyone else in the world has used it. I used it for I used it for my logo and I was very satisfied with the logo, but I actually just recently used it for trying to design a sticker and it did not work out. It was a total waste of money. So I'm like, okay, I need to stop doing that and actually find someone I trust. So I don't know if you guys have heard me talk about Swish and Flick before. I'm a big Harry Potter fan. Fan, and there's a podcast called Swish and Flick out there. And it's these four women that do this Harry Potter podcast. They're all in different houses. And two of them, Megan and Katie, who are married, so cute have their own kind of graphic design company in a way called Whimsy Creative Designs. And I was working with Katie on this, I love them all. So this is super excited that I get to work with them because I love their podcast one, but two, I feel like I can definitely trust them with designs. So if you reach out to the Petrus family on social media, I think it's on Instagram, that's where Katie and Megan have their own account together. And they can help you with graphic design or anything like that. They're big Disney people. They're big Harry Potter universal people. So if you're interested in that stuff, I would definitely go follow them. Follow Swish and Flick for sure if you're a big Harry Potter fan because so fun. So anyway, <laughs> um, so that's some exciting adventures coming in my personal life. I've been in my new job for a few weeks and I'm absolutely loving it. It's much more challenging and much more fast-paced. And if you know me at all, I am like Enneagram 3, always striving for more. So this job is exactly what I needed. And it's so cool because my fiance Peter, works there along with a few of my other friends. So it's been a really easy transition. And I think I have the best boss I've ever had in my entire life working at Molson. So that was a surprise, a pleasant surprise. I didn't think there was anyone that would be bad there, but he's been great. So, it's been really encouraging for him to be so supportive too. So, anyway, if I didn't mention, I work at Molson Coors now. So, I know I've mentioned on social media a couple times, but that's my personal life. Otherwise, plant-wise, everything's going good. I got a couple new houseplants I didn't tell you guys about. I'll have to share that on social media soon. <laughs> a couple of random ones I picked up another Aurelia I picked up the other day at Stein's just because I only have one and I, and I got it from Home Depot but I wanted to try a different variety and a couple other ones. I finally finally guys got a Silver Sword Philodendron. Oh my gosh finally. So I'm really excited about that but I'll share the other ones I got. I don't I think it's like two other ones. I also lost a couple house plants in the last couple weeks. Angel vine is not my friend. Um, I know it, I'm sure it's called something else, but angel vine is the common name. I just can't get, I can't water it enough. It. I just, I can't, can't do it. I'm kind of curious if I should be treating it sim- similar to a maidenhair fern where it's constantly being watered, but I almost feel like that's too much. So that's one of those plants I definitely want to do an episode on because I just need to really figure out the watering situation. I think I've tried angel vine four or five times, and this is the fourth or fifth one I've killed. So, I'm giving up on those for now. Also, fun fact, another plant that's not making me very happy right now is Dracaena marginata. I don't know how many of you have had luck with them. My mother-in-law has, well, my future mother-in-law has a giant Dracaena marginata in the living room and she's had it for freaking years it's huge it's beautiful it is goals I have one and it's very sad it's off it's off of a south window so it doesn't get like a ton of light I and I feel like I've underwatered it I've overwatered it and I don't know a happy medium so I know I did an episode on Dracena, but that that's one plant that just I'm just not happy about and I feel like I have enough houseplants. I can't make that one happy. It's still hanging in there, but like each branch only has like five or six leaves to it, so it's pretty depressing. (sighs) So those are my not making me happy houseplants. On a happier note, all of my philodendron for the wedding are finally trailing, and I have been twist like every time lately in the over the last summer, every time there's been a trailing branch, I use a hair clip and stick the leaf node in the soil, hoping that's one more spot it will start growing. And I just decided to stop because they were getting really full and it looks amazing. They're all starting to trail perfectly how I want them to. So I think Peter's gonna build me an actual plant shelf and I know that I follow account a, an account called this is Drover on Instagram. She has a lot of houseplants, but she does a lot of DIY. So it's kind of a mixture, but she has a big shelf that she keeps a lot of house houseplants on. And she has these really flat grow lights underneath the shelf for the plants. I think I'm going to get those grow lights for it. So anyway, all sorts of rants about me, but the philodendron are doing amazing. And last weekend I did a huge cleanup of all of my houseplants plants. I had spider mites on a lot of different things, but I cleaned up a lot. I cut off any dead foliage. I refilled my humidifiers, and I'm pretty consistent with it every other day, every few days now, which is good. So I feel good about the houseplants right now. We'll see how it goes in a few months, but we're hanging in there. So message me your houseplant updates. Let me know how it's doing. I'd love to share them on social media. Otherwise, the next podcast episode... Now that you're hanging on for this long, I'll tell you, will be the Norfolk pine. I'll go into a f- that one and I'll talk about an amaryllis. So I know last holiday season I did go over poinsettia and holiday cactus. So if you want to listen to those, that was episodes 21 and 22. So just to get into the holiday spirit and understand what those stereotypical holiday plants are. We'll go into the Norfolk Pine next time. All right. Hope you guys have a great day and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.